0: you know our friends tell each other the truth and they definitely don't lie to each other you made me think will was okay that he was still out there but he wasn't he wasn't maybe you thought you were helping but you weren't you hurt me do you understand what you did sucks lucas is right about you all along Will, is that you? It's Mike. Do you copy? Over. Will, are you there? Will! Was that? What it? It's Friday, and you know what that means. It means it's time for another episode of your favorite Stranger Things podcast, Stranger Danger, brought to you by Geek Mentality and fans, not experts. Let's not waste anybody's time. Let's get right into it. Where we last left off, Hopper was called to the quarry. The kids showed up there, too, and it turns out that they found a body that matches the description of young Will Byers. The relationship between Mike and Eleven seems to be fractured because uh, Mike was hoping that Eleven was going to save Will, and it turns out that looks like Will's dead. And the last scene where the police driving to Joyce's house to let her know that they found the body. Episode four picks up right inside the buyer's house. The police are looking around, trying to kind of find any evidence of the outlandish stories that Joyce has been telling them about monsters coming out of the wall, the lights flickering. Hopper Just thinks that Joyce is hysterical and, um, you know, in shock. He tries to relate with her by talking about his daughter. He basically just tells her, look, you have to go tomorrow to ID the body, try to get some sleep. And he ends up leaving. But before he drives away, he realizes he's got no place to go and no reason to leave. So he puts his hat over his eyes and he decides to stay there. This episode makes me love Hopper even more you start to realize how much of a good guy he is and how he's on our side. And we cut over to Mike's house, and um, it's a news report talking about Will's body being found at the quarry, and Mike's parents are watching. Mike's dad is, like, the most nondescript character in this entire show. Uh, and they're like, should we go talk to Mike? He's downstairs, you know, I can go talk to him. And like, maybe maybe not right now. And, of course, we go downstairs, and Mike's hanging out with Eleven. He's looking at a bunch of different drawings, and I think those are drawings that Will did. I don't know if they talked about his drawings yet, but he's still pissed off at 11. She's fiddling with the walkie-talkie, and he's like, you know, friends don't do that. Friends are there for each other. You know, you told me Will was alive. You know, why did you do that? You told me Will was going to be okay. Why did you do that? Blah, 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 blah. She's fiddling with the walkie-talkie. And that's when you start hearing Will sing, Should I Stay or Should I Go? And Mike knows right away that it's Will and he's in shock and he looks up at Eleven and her nose is bleeding. Anytime you see Eleven's nosebleed, you know that she's just used her powers. Probably not a good thing that you have to strain yourself so much that you make your nose bleed. The next morning comes and Joyce wakes up suddenly from a dream where she had Will speaking to her uh, to find Jonathan there saying, it's time to go. We need to go. We need to go to the morgue. Back over at Mike's house, he decides, you know, that he wants to stay home. and He tells his mom he's not feeling good. You know, he'd rather just stay home. She's like, do you want to run errands with me? He's like, no, I just think I'd rather stay here. And, you know, she's buying it because he's probably really sad about his friend. But the moment his mom closes the door, it's that classic pull the bed sheets away and you're fully in your clothes ready for the day. Mike grabs his walkie-talkie, calls up Lucas and says, listen, Lucas, I know you're there. It's about Will. What about Will? About his funeral? Mike says, screw his funeral. We cut over to the coroner's office. Well, Hopper's there, and he's wondering, where's Gary? Gary's obviously the regular coroner. The receptionist says, they, they sent Gary home. and Hopper's like, well, who did the autopsy? Like, someone from state. Someone from state. Hopper, even, even Hopper's like, why, why are state troopers doing an autopsy on an 11-year-old, 12-year-old boy? The way the director uh, showed the viewing of Will's body was really uh, a cool way of doing it. The camera was on Joyce and Jonathan behind glass and you could see what they were looking at in the reflection of the glass. They pull off the uh, a, a sheet to show the, the body. I don't want to say the body of Will Byers, but the body. Jonathan just freaked out and just walked away. Jonathan ends up out in the lobby with Hopper and just Hopper's trying to calm him down. Jonathan's like you know my mom she's tough and they had a nice little bonding moment between Hopper and Jonathan before Joyce stormed out of there and said that is not my son. She ended up walking down the street her and Jonathan got in a fight he's like we need to plan a funeral and she's like I'm not done looking for him that's not him I know he's alive. Now for the kids who did go to school and Nancy and Steve are hanging out and she's telling him about her worry about Barb and how she went over to Steve's house Steve's like you went to my house and you thought you saw a bear in the woods? She's like, I don't know what I saw, but we need to tell the police. Steve's more worried about Steve and what his parents would say if they find out that he had a party at his house. He's like, don't mention the bears. And Nancy's already like, are you serious? Are you making this about you? Mike got the boys all together, and he wanted to show Dustin and Lucas uh, Eleven's power. And she's trying, she's trying to pick up Will on the walkie-talkie, but you're just getting faint little cries. And they're like, that could be anybody. And Mike's like, she's channeling him. And Lucas is not buying it. He's like, it's a baby monitor. Will's dead. They realize maybe we need something stronger. The walkie-talkie is not strong enough. Like, hey, that ham radio at school. We can't bring the weirdo into school. And that's when they have a little montage of a makeover. It reminded me of E.T. the way she's in a dress and wig, which I think was on purpose. They put her in a dress. They gave her some makeup. They put her in a wig. It's funny because... These three boys really have no idea what they're doing or how they would do something like this, and they just kind of throw it all together, like, oh, I don't know, this will work. We cut over to the Hawkins lab. There's guys all dressed up in suits, and last episode, we saw them kind of bolting down this wire apparatus. And in this episode, we see what that's being used for. They took a lab worker, and they hooked him up to the wire so that he could start walking through the gate through that big kind of vortex that opened up Brenner's watching behind glass and he's like, you know, you're being brave. And the guy just kind of walks up to it. And it's very slimy and gross. And then uh, he goes in. Over at the school, the cops are now questioning about Barb's disappearance. They're talking to Nancy and Nancy's mom in the cafeteria. And of course it comes out that Nancy was hanging out over Steve's house and that she lied. But the one thing that stood out to me was they said there was no sign of Barb at the house. There was no car. Nancy's like, no car. So whoever's covering this up took the car. Because of Hopper's suspicions, he had the coroner over at the station, uh, Gary, and just talking about that night and a bunch of staties claimed jurisdiction over the body. And Gary's like, you know, which was pretty weird. And uh, Hopper's like, why is that weird? And Gary's like, because it's Will Byers. It wasn't John F. Kennedy. You know, in other words why are all these state troopers having such like demanding secrecy and why are they overseeing the the body of of a small kid who was found? So the boys end up bringing Eleven to school and uh the teacher that their 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 fun science teacher ends up catching them and talking to uh them and he's like oh I don't recognize you where are you from and Eleven's like a bad place. It was it was pretty funny. But they're like, oh, yeah, he's, this, this girl, this is Eleanor visiting for Will's funeral. And the teacher's like, well, we got to get to the assembly. Come on, after, you can play with the uh, radio later. No one noticed that they weren't there during the day or that they showed up in the middle of the day. Obviously, Mike's mom ended up bringing Nancy home after the police questioning. She was really upset about Barb. You know, she knows something's wrong. She ends up in her room just kind of looking at the ripped photo that she took uh, when Steve ripped up all of Jonathan's photos. And she notices something in the photo. Something, some kind of strange shape. So she ends up taping all the pieces together to make a photo, and it really looks like the barb's sitting on the diving board, and over in the distance, something's lurking. Back over at the lab, uh, that worker is still inside the gate. Shepard, come in. Confirm calm. Shepard, come in. Confirm calm. Shepard, confirming over. Shepard, where are you? Can you describe to us what it is you see? Over. It's low visibility. I'm about one foot south of the rift. Everything's still here, but it's all eroded. Over Shepard, you copy? Shepard, can you hear me? There's something else. There's something else in here. Feel him in. real him back in! Come on, come on. There's something else in here. Yeah, he did. Back at the school of boys end up at that assembly where they're just talking about the sadness of of Will's passing. And all these kids are crying, and the the boys aren't buying it. They're like, "Look at these fake people! They probably don't even know who Will was yesterday." And uh, the two bullies are laughing. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know, they're, they're making they're laughing at the fact that this kid's dead. After the assembly, Mike confronts Troy, the main bully, uh, and Troy basically starts you know making fun of Will, uh, calling him a fairy, saying all these homophobic things. Uh, as Troy walks away, Mike got pissed off and just pushes him right over. Troy turns around like he's going to beat the hell out of Mike and he just freezes. And everyone's like, what's going on? And all of a sudden you just hear the pee-pee. Troy ends up peeing his pants and everyone's laughing and he's completely embarrassed. Mike turns around and looks right at Eleven, whose nose is bleeding. And then Eleven does this really kind of, I don't know, weird, where she spins out of the room. She's like, I'm out of here. I did that, which it just was, I don't know. I thought it was really funny. And we cut over to the funeral home where the funeral director, who I would classify as a shyster, not him specifically, just all of them in general, he's talking to Jonathan about different options for coffins for Will, which is great. And Nancy shows up to talk to him. I thought that was a little forward of Nancy to say like, hmm, you know, I talked to your mom and she said you'd be here. I want to ask you questions about Barb. I know you're here busy worrying about, uh, you know, burying your, your brother, but uh, what do you think is in this photo? And actually, Jonathan probably welcomed the distraction because he seemed okay, and he likes Nancy, so it was okay talking to her. But even she's like, I shouldn't have come, and this was a bad idea. And he's like, no, 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 this this is fine. And I went back to Steve's, and I thought I saw something. Some weird man, or I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have come here today, I'm, I'm so sorry. What do you look like? What? This man you saw in the woods, what do you look like? I don't, I don't know. It was almost like he, he, didn't have- He didn't have a face? How did you know that? And Jonathan realizes it's the same description that his mom was saying. So he realizes his mom is not crazy after all. We cut over to a bar where Hopper's hanging out, having a beer, having a smoke, just kind of shooting the shit with a guy there that he realizes he recognizes. And it turns out that this guy was a state trooper who was on the television that Hopper saw uh, during a television report about Will. Which we saw earlier in the episode. And you realize then that this isn't a coincidence. Hopper's there on purpose to ask questions. He's trying to figure out what's going on and why state troopers have any jurisdiction over a kid. And the guy's like, Look, you're, I, I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, you're ruining the game for me. Thanks. And he leaves. He tries to leave. And the next shot, we're outside the bar and Hopper's beating their shit up. Okay. Let's try this one more time. Who told you to be out there? What were you doing out there? I don't know! I don't know! They, they just told me to call it in and not let anybody get too close. Get close to what? The body. Who do you work for? The NSA? Hawkins Lab? Who is that? You're gonna get us both killed. Who is that? Hey! Hey! That car just speeds away and Hopper is finally realizing there's something weird going on here. Something strange. Or stranger? We cut back to the buyer's house and Joyce puts the clash on and just sits there with lights hoping, waiting to hear from Will. Knowing that he's still out there. At the school the boys finally get into the ham radio room with Eleven. you know, And they're like, can you talk to him? Can you communicate with him? And just that brings up a memory where 11 is back in the lab with Brenner. Uh, and he's like, I need you to track someone. He wants 11 to track someone with just a photo and recite the things that he's saying. So in another part of the lab, they have some guy in a closed room reading off words. And Dr. Brenner wants 11 to be able to recite those words. Basically connect with the guy, hear what he's saying and recite those words. She does one better. Instead of that, She pulls in his audio. She basically connects to what he's actually saying and plays it over the speaker in the room. So it's very reminiscent of what she was doing with the walkie-talkie, so she knew she could do something like that. She's doing it. She's finding him. This is crazy. Calm down. She just closed her eyes. Oh, holy. She starts her magic, and you start hearing this. this, like, is bunk. What is that? Cut back to Joyce and she starts hearing the same thing. And you realize that she's picking up on the sound that Joyce is hearing at her house. And all of a sudden you hear... Hear us. I don't know. <coughs> Back at the school, the ham radio lights up on fire because, obviously, her powers are too powerful. But you know now that the boys are totally buying into it. Still at the school, we cut back over to the uh, dark room where, the last time we were there, Jonathan got caught being a creeper. This time, he is uh, with Nancy, and they're trying to take one of his photos and enlarge it. And it's just funny seeing how long it takes to enlarge a photo and all the stuff you have to go through and the chemicals. They enlarged that spot of the photo uh, that Nancy and and Jonathan were looking at. And you can definitely make out there's some kind of monster, some kind of being standing there. The last section in my notes uh, at the top, I just wrote Hopper is the best and he is, he ends up back at the morgue and he's telling the receptionist, uh, Oh, you know what? I forgot my hat. I need to go back there. Hey, Patty. What's up Oh, you know, I forgot my hat. Oh. <laughs> be a minute. Hey, I love that book. It's a nasty mutt. Hey, you can't be back here. Yeah, I just got off the line with O'Bannon. He said that he needs to see you at the station in some emergency. What the hell are you talking about? I don't work with O'Bannon. I say O'Bannon, I meant... Okay. <laughs> Boom! Cold clocks the guy and knocks him out. Awesome, and he goes in and he just starts looking at the body. And he's, you know, he's a little sad because he's like, this is, this is, this is freaky. Uh, but he's like, something is not adding up. Why are the, why are the state troopers covering up? Why is this weird car covering up? What is going on? Why is everyone so interested in this body? He pulls out a knife and he's like, look, so I gotta, I have to do this for some reason. He's just drawn to the fact that he needs to examine the body himself he cuts the body open the body is just filled with cotton meaning that this body is not real what the hell we cut back to uh joyce's house and jonathan must have called or finally will and jonathan's dad lonnie shows up He sees a big hole in the wall. He's like, what the hell's going on here? And Joyce just collapses in his arms, gives him a big hug. In the last scene of the episode, we see Hopper pull up to the Hawkins Laboratory, take out a big wire cutter, and (laughs) break right into the fence. He's breaking in to the Hawkins Laboratory to find out more, and that's where episode four ends. What a cool, awesome episode. So what did we learn my friends. Well, we learned that Nancy doesn't uh, think Jonathan is a creeper. We learned that Nancy and Jonathan are starting to work together to investigate Barb's disappearance and what this monster could be. Jonathan also realizes that this monster is probably the same thing that his mother's been seeing. So it's obviously related to Will's death. As far as Jonathan's concerned, Will is still dead. We learn that Will said everything. It's like here, but different. Um, we learned, it, we learned that the other side is like here, but different. Uh, in the last episode, Will, with the lights, said, "I'm right here." Uh, this time, Will says to his mother, "You know, it's 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 like." He said something like, "It's like here, but it's different." And then the lab worker, when he was inside, when he went through the gate, he says, "Everything's still here, but it's all just corroded." Meaning that where he is is the exact area of where he is. It's just a different dimension. <laughs> we learned that Steve is selfish. We knew that already. We learned a little more about Eleven's powers and what she can do. We just learned more about a cover-up. And we, When the audience knows there's more going on, there's only one person who believes it and everyone else thinks that person is crazy, it can get a little frustrating for me. Not frustrating like it's bad, but frustrating like, come on, come on, you got to believe them. When other people start realizing that things are going on, I love that in television shows or in movies. So, you know, the boys obviously believe something's going on and Joyce believes something is going on. Now Jonathan and Nancy believe something's going on and Hopper believes something's going on. All the main characters are starting to realize that what we thought was happening may not exactly be happening and something more is going on here. I love that, and I love this episode. And Can you believe it? We're done with episode four. We are halfway through season one of Stranger Things, which means in four weeks, we will be finished season one of Stranger Things, and then we'll be moving on to Stranger Things 2. But that's a month away. We still have four episodes to figure out what is going on in Hawkins, Indiana. Thank you guys for listening. Now, of course, if you found us, you obviously know something about us. You know that we're on fansnotexperts.com or you know that we are part of Geek Mentality, which is another podcast that I do. You may have found us on iTunes under Geek Mentality or under Stranger Danger. You could have found us on Stitcher. You could have found me on Twitter at Geek Mentality or at Fans Not Experts. I'm using the hashtag Stranger Danger podcast so you can follow along there. And until we meet again, beware the demogorgon.